This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. Man, it's good to be here. How you guys doing? Good? How many are happy that uh, Fresno State won last night? Yeah? I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm from San Diego, so I'm kind of upset, a little bitter still. But it's all, it's all right. It's, it's just football. That's all it is. It's not life, right? <laughs> I have to remind myself sometimes, hey, it's just sports. It's not life. I was talking with Lance a little bit ago about um, soccer, because um, I live in Peru. Uh, we're ecstatic that Peru is, has a chance to qualify to the World Cup for the first time in over 34 years. And uh, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. And but Lance is like, oh, but the U.S. is not. And I'm like, I'm torn because I'm half-half. I'm half-Peruvian. I'm half-American. But uh, it's just sports. It's just sports, right? I'm so, I'm so pumped, though. I'm so pumped. <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, I, met, I met Nick. Uh, and randomly, uh, about three years ago, a mutual friend, um, I was, I was, we're at a conference and I was trying to set up dinner with him and, uh, he goes, yeah, oh, let's do dinner. But I got this guy with me. Um, and, uh, is it okay if he comes along? And I'm like, yeah, sweet. And so we rock up to dinner and this dude with the biggest hair in the world shows up and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> What's he smoking, right? I'm not, no, 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 no. He was, uh, he's clean. He was clean. And, um, and since then, there's, it's been a remarkable friendship that's, 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 that's happened. Um, uh, and, and it's a friendship that, uh, it's funny because uh, we don't get to hang out that, that often, as in be, being together in, in person. But every time we're hanging out, it's like there's, there's something happens. We start talking about our, our folks. And, um, and it's funny because he goes, hey, that's my dad. I go, no, that's my dad. No, that's my dad. And it's like this is weird sense of our, our parents are exactly the same. But um, he's met my, my dad, so he, can, he has more, more credibility. I still haven't met Pastor Randy yet. He's hiding somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Um, Pastor Cherie is, uh, is, 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 a, is a gem of a person. You can just, if, if you're around her, I feel peace. And I, I, feel, I feel just comfort and love, and I can relax. And um, you guys are part of something amazing here. I love the name Celebration. I love what, uh, what Nick had to say about um, our ability to, to, to provide food for the house. And what's the celebration with lack? Hello? Nothing worse than having, in, inviting people over and there not being enough. Right? If you're going to make the mistake, make the mistake on abundance, not on lack. And uh, the fact that you guys are called Celebration Church, it means that when people come here, they'll come to a, a place of abundance where they know they can invite friends. How many want to be that house that you can invite friends? Right? Where you know there's going to be extra chicken wings on Sunday. Right? The spicy kind, too. Uh, well, of course, I'm... I'm I'm in Lima, Peru. Uh, it's, I've been there uh, since I was two years old. That was uh, about 30, 30, a little over 34 years ago. Uh, it's home. It's where uh, I've, I've, I've planted my life. My parents are still there. They planted a church about 28 years ago. And, um, but my wife, who's with me this time, she didn't come last time. She's with me. Chana, stand up, please. She's going to kill me for making her stand up, but stand up. She's amazing. <laughs> She is Peruvian, and uh, I'm, I'm the luckiest man alive. I, I had no, I thought I had a clue what um, Latino passion was. I had no idea. I had no idea. I'm still figuring it out. We're nine years married, still figuring it out, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful. You guys ready for the, uh, the Word of God today? Yeah? If you can, uh, I'm, I'm not all high tech like Nick is. He's an old school fake leather Bible. Uh, if you guys go, go with me to Mark chapter 8. As you go into Mark chapter 8, I want to highlight something interesting about the book of Mark. Is that Mark really shouldn't be called the book of Mark. Do you guys know this? Technically, it should be called the book of Peter. 
Have you ever wondered why Peter doesn't have a, a book in the Bible? I, I mean, he has Peter, Peter, but not one of the Gospels, and he was one of the main guys for the Gospels. Technically, the book of Mark should be the book of Peter. Why? Because Mark, all that Mark did was follow Peter around and write the story of the Gospel according to Peter. And so everything we read in Mark is Peter's version of the Gospel. Which makes it a curious gospel because people, people that, 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 that talk about the gospels and the different aspects of it, they say that the gospel of Mark is, is, has an intimate um, sensation about it, an in, intimate touch about it. It's like a firsthand experience of, 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 of things that happened. He saw things with his own eyes. Peter did, not, not Mark. Mark wasn't there. But that's the sensation you get. And so we read a story here in Mark 8. That is a very interesting story. In fact, it's the only time it appears in, in the Gospels. And it's a, a miracle that happens in two parts. I want to read it to you because it's fascinating. Mark 8, verse 22. It says this, Then they arrived in Bethsaida. Who arrived? Jesus and his disciples. Some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him, touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, and he led him out of the village. Then spitting in the man's eyes, that's so gross, right? Can you imagine? I don't want. Uh, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? Here's where things get curious. The man looked around, yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Verse 25. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. His eyes were opened and his sight was completely. Say the word completely. I love that. Completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Amen. It's fascinating. It's fascinating how, how the, the, just the, the, the tactile nature of this story. Because it's like. I was there and I saw, I saw this story, how it unfolded. It, it didn't unfold perfectly like people say. You know, the, the highlights say the guy, the guy was healed. In fact, the header says the blind man healed by Jesus. But when you dig a little deeper into not the highlights of the story, but the actual process of the story, you see that the man was healed not immediately. There was a process. Right? Which kind of just begs the question... How was this, this blind man, how, how did he become blind? You know, because we, we can assume things like, oh yeah, he was blind from birth. But I, I don't know if he was blind from birth. I don't know if he was, like, had an accident when he was a baby. I don't know if uh, someone beat him up. I don't know if uh, he was a victim of some sort of, um, some serious abuse in his life. I, I, don't, I don't know how he, he got to this point of pain of not being able to see, which begs the question, why God? <laughs> right? Why is there a blind guy? God, is this your will? <laughs> God, is, it, is it, how, how, how can we have a good God that allows a, a, for a blind man? And I look around the world. I mean, I know you guys have been in a series about this, which I was, before I even talked to Nick about, about what you guys have been talking about lately, I already had this message on my heart. But I'm looking around at the world today. The world is nuts right now. Like, what the heck? I got a bunch of friends in Mexico that had a, one of the biggest earthquakes in their history. And like, I don't know if you guys saw the videos that went viral about those, just the buildings falling. Uh, the Vegas shooting messed me up. I read a story of um, one of one of the, one of the victims in, in the shooting. A, a, a mom. It was her gift um, from from family members to go to the concert, and she she ended up being one of the victims. It died. Can you imagine the people who gave her the the tickets? What they felt? What they're feeling? I'm looking at Syria. They're going through a, one of the biggest civil wars in the history of the world. Over half a million people are dead. Women and children as well. 
More are even displaced, living as refugees. And, and, and it's, a, it's a civil war. No one understands. No one gets it. I'm like, God, what's the problem here? Are, are you, am I the only one that asks that question? You know, it's okay to ask the question, God, why? Hello? God can handle your why, God. What are you up to, God? What's the what, what's the situation? He can handle your, your inquiry into why he's allowing this and, and whatever. And now, now, it's okay to ask. It's not okay to stay there, though. It's okay to question. It's not okay to stay there. And so I, I was just, I was trying. I was really struggling in this whole last year with different things that we're, we've experienced. And uh, I feel like. Like just the Holy Spirit whispered, hey, change your question. Instead of saying, God, God how could you allow this? Uh, why don't you ask, what's God's will? And so I, I said, yeah, okay, God, okay, what, what, what is your will? And uh, it, it hit me. You know, you know the, the, the big famous, the most famous prayer in the world. What, what is it? It's our Father, right? Our Father, which out in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tucked away in that prayer is a key. What Jesus is teaching us is, hey, 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 in heaven, over there, God's will is being fulfilled. On earth, it is not being fulfilled. God, may your will be done here as it is there. So what Jesus is teaching us, hey, in heaven, God's will is perfect. It happens. It's working out. On earth, we're not there yet, guys. His will isn't being practiced on earth as it is in heaven. There's a gap. In fact, if we, if we start asking God, what is your will? You see Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a famous verse, but God has a plan for us, it says. A plan for good, not for destruction, not for evil, not for bad. It's a plan to prosper us and give us a hope and a good future. Amen? Amen. So I'm looking at this, these differences and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. God's will isn't for all this bad to happen. God's will isn't for this man to be blind. God's will isn't for Vegas to happen. God's will is not for Syria to be in a mess. God's will is not for earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes. Hello? We have an enemy. That's why John 10.10 10 says, we have an enemy that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Not to, not to tickle us. <laughs> we have an enemy that wants to do away with everything that God loves. Especially humanity. So there's a, a very theological phrase I want to give you right now that, 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 that I think might help. Write it down if you have notes. Um, this is very, very crucial, very important. And it helps me to decipher what comes from God and what comes from the enemy. All right? Here's the phrase. God is good and the devil is bad. Super deep, right? Write that down. Make sure you get, you get it right. God is good and the devil is bad. And honestly, it's, it, I know it's kind of elementary and kind of stupid and funny and ha ha ha. But I apply that to my daily life. If, I, if you filter everything through, God is good, devil is bad. Whatever you experience that is good, you can go, God is good. That comes from God. That is good. Everything that comes to you that's bad... You can go, okay, the devil is the bad one. That is bad. That comes from the devil. It doesn't come from God. Hello? And if you start filtering things, you can start discerning, hey, that doesn't come from God. I'm not going to accept that for my life. Hello? Okay, I'm not going to live like it's, I'm, I'm not going to pretend it doesn't exist, but I'm not going to take it on. I'm, I'm, okay, it happened, yes, but that's not God's will for our lives. So, uh, my point number one in this message is there is pain. Yes, there is pain, but we can do something. We can do something about it. 
It's interesting because uh, we know that that pain exists, suffering exists, and and uh, we know we know it's there. We know it's it's around about us. And now I want to explain the technicalities of why why pain and suffering exists. Um, there's a video that showed up earlier this year that that's, that messed me up. Hilarious video. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, it's a BBC reporter, and uh, he's in his big moment talking about North Korea. And he's, 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 he's the biggest moment in his life. He's there. He's ready. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the interview, his, his daughter, like maybe five years old, rocks up. Have you guys seen the video? She, he, he's right, right, right here on the table talking. And the girl just opens the door and goes, hey, daddy. Hey. And then even it, to make things worse, the, 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 the baby on, in the crawler, I don't even know how the, the baby somehow opens the door and navigates the room perfectly. And interrupts, and then the mom sees everything happening and runs and rescues to all played on live TV. Have you guys seen the video? My opinion, that's going to be the YouTuber video of the year. That's the best viral video. If you ha- how many haven't seen it? Oh my God. Okay, thank God I brought the video, and the tech team's amazing. You want to watch it? Let's watch, let's watch it. Scandals happen all the time. The question is, how do democracies respond to those scandals? Uh, and what will it mean for, uh, for the wider region? I think one of your children's just walked in. I mean, shift, shifting, shifting sands in the region, do you think relations with the North may change? Um, I would be surprised if they do. The, um, How good is that? Isn't that amazing? No, 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 okay, okay. Calm, calm down. Why, why are we laughing so hard? We are loving the pain on the guy's face. Right? We've all, parents, we've all been there, right? That's, now, let me explain the video a little bit. It's, it's, it's funny because why, why is there pain? The reason we have pain in this, in this video is because the kids have free will. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, uh, if you try to exclude the possibility of suffering, which would be honestly on the surface would be awesome. I would love to exclude suffering from the world. But try to exclude the possibility of suffering, which the order of nature... <laughs> And the existence of free will involve. And you will find that you have excluded life itself. Try to exclude free will. And you would have excluded life itself. You see, in, in the video we have pain because the kids are, are, they're like back with mom in a room somewhere. And they're going, daddy, daddy, daddy. Mom's proud. Oh, daddy's biggest moment. He's worked all his life for this. Daddy, but why are we watching on the TV? He's there. I want to be on TV too. So they just disappear. I'm going, daddy. And the, the baby in the crawler goes, big sister, I want in too. And she goes in and mom's like, oh, this is awesome. How good is, how good is this? How good is, where, where are you? Well, you're there. <laughs> right? There's a theory running around. Uh, I think it's the best theory of why the dad didn't turn around or even acknowledge his kids. Well, why didn't he get up off? off? I think he wasn't wearing pants, all right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Here's the thing. If, if God had created robots without free will, there wouldn't be the possibility of love. If I, if, if I just follow my wife's orders and, and give her the rose she's asking for, then it's pretty much, it's just, it's just obedience. But if I rock up and show up with a dozen flowers and it's roses, the one she loves, and it's perfumed perfectly, and, and she has no expectation of it, there's no, not even an occasion. If I show up and bring it to her, it's, she's like, oh, you love me. That's amazing. Love can only exist in free will. So 
point number one, there is pain. Yes, but it's not God's will. It's not God's purpose for pain to exist. We have an enemy, amen? Now we have free will because God wants love to abound. Point number two. We can do something about it. There is pain. We can do something about it. There's a blind man in the story. But Jesus does something about it. Now, when you read scriptures, try try to read it as, um, put yourself in this situation. Now, if I'm God, if I'm God Almighty on earth, if I'm the, Jesus, the Messiah, right? And, and if I have an agenda, if I'm going from point A to point B, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with my disciples. I got to get there. I got to fulfill the, the checklist on my day-to-day activity. And I'm interrupted by a, a, a blind man and his friends. What am I going to do? I'm probably going to go like, hey, oh, blind man on the way. Cool. I love you. God, drive by healing. Drive by healing. I love you. See you later. See you later? Too, too much? Yeah? Too, too soon? Too soon? Did I miss, did I miss the punchline? No. See you later. I, I, oh, but honestly, I, I would have been like, okay, healed. And would the, would the guy be happy about it? Absolutely. I think the blind man would have been jumping, ecstatic. Oh, I just got drive-by by Jesus. Amen. Oh, I'm healed. I'm, I can see, guys. But Jesus does the most weird and unique thing that's counter to all that we are today. He allows himself to be interrupted. He's walking along the way. These people show up. Hey, Jesus, can you heal our friend? Can you heal our, our, my brother, my family? It doesn't really say who they are in, in relation to and It says that Jesus does the thing that it messes me up. He takes the guy by the hand and takes him to the side. Jesus is interrupted by this situation, but he allows for the interruption. He's not bothered by the the interruption. In fact, he takes the man by the hand, pulls him aside away from the sideshow, away from the circus. Hey, come on, let's take a walk. You see, we can do something about this. There is pain. We can do something about it. What I, what I love about, about Jesus' example is, is it's perfect for us because so often we're, we're, we're seeing people that do miracles and do big things. Oh, I can't do miracles. I'm, I'm not so-and-so. I don't have the ability. I don't, I, I'm not that gifted. But we can take somebody by the hand. We can take the time to be interrupted. Hello? We can't allow ourselves to go, okay, maybe that can wait. This is more important. Take somebody. Now, blind people back then, somebody that, that would be, uh, pardon, pardon the, the term, but lame or, 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 or disabled, they would have been viewed horribly back then. Not today. We're, we're very sensitive to it. We're, we're, we, we got ramps in places. We got um, things, Braille you can read and but back then, they would have been like, oh, no, you're, you're not worth anything. This is probably the first time in his life somebody of importance took him by the hand. You see, uh, Willie George, uh, a, a, big, a, a big pastor in our lives, he says this, so often we miss the miraculous looking for the spectacular. Hello? And what we see here is nothing spectacular, but it's very miraculous. I think, I think the true miracle is the dignity that Jesus brings them in. I think if, if you and I would just take the time to bring dignity to people who have no dignity, that's a miracle. Especially today, in this day and age, what we're lacking the most, what we're suffering of the most is depravity of people seeing people as people. Somebody walking across the aisle. And who made the aisle anyways? (laughs) 
and going, okay, we have differences, but you know what? I want to take you by the hand. I want to love you. I want to, oh, let's, let's walk together. Let's, let's go for a walk. Uh, and, 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 um, man, years ago, my sister, I have, I have a, a younger sister. She, uh, she got into um, a situation where she was abused very young and sent her in, into a huge spiral of anorexia and bulimia and cutting and um, suicidal tendencies and all bad. Um, my parents uh, desperate for years and praying and um, I don't want to go in deep into that. But what happened is um, my, through time and, and God and, and God in a long process, um, she, got, she, she got healed and went to a special home for, for girls with anorexia and bulimia in Australia. And it's a church that had it. So it was free. It was a ministry. And her life was completely restored. Came back to Lima. And for the first time ever, told the story in our church in public. And it was crazy because no one knew the story. There's rumors that my sister got pregnant and had to ship her off to avoid the shame. And the, right? Whatever. Rumors are funny. But for the first time, she told the story in public and unbeknownst to us there's a a, a, a radio reporter that um <laughs> with a cell phone recorded it live and broadcast it to the radio station and so that night we we got hundreds of phone calls the next day thousands of phone calls of young girls saying i have the same problem i've, I've gone through anorexia and bulimia and, and my, my my dad just broke down going okay Jenna, to my sister, what's been, what's been your weakness is now your ministry. And um, so we started a long process of trying to figure it out. And uh, actually, this, this week, we, um, we, we, we can proudly say that uh, we started a home for women with anorexia and bulimia five years ago. It's amazing. I want to... I want to show you a quick videos. It's three girls and their stories. We, we, it's, it's their stories. We, we dubbed it for English. Um, but I, I, what I want you to see is that it's, it's nothing spectacular. It's completely miraculous. And I um, hope it inspires you guys. Watch. Grace House is a ministry under Camino de Vida. The purpose of Grace House is to give back what the devil tried to steal from them. It's to bring hope, to bring their identity back, and to let them know that they have a purpose. When girls go through eating disorders or depression or different addictions, usually doctors give them no hope. They say that they will have this addiction for the rest of their lives. We believe that through the day to day, each girl through classes, through their personal time with God, through group time and their counseling, they will learn how to live well, live a life with purpose and with destiny. That with the power of God, through His Word, that they can be set free and be free indeed. Here are just a couple of the dozens of miracles, the stories of young girls whose lives have been rescued because of the grace of sexually abused throughout my childhood by different people. I used to call myself along with having eating disorders. Since I was a little kid, I was really insecure. I grew up without a dad and I was very resentful. I drowned in all kinds of addictions. I was sexually abused. It became so normal that I didn't even know what was happening. I remember cutting myself until I couldn't cut anymore. So I ended up poisoning myself. Life didn't make sense to me. I didn't believe that something was going to change at Grace House. I couldn't believe in myself 
so I couldn't believe in anyone else. I had heard about God, but I really saw him at the house. But when I first entered the Grace House, I couldn't believe it. I've never had such a nice place to live. No one ever gave me a smile without expecting something from me. I learned what love really is and learned how to live free every single day of my life. I'm not the same person anymore. I'm someone that knows that it doesn't matter what's going on around me. My hope is in something unshakable. Now I'm someone that has found freedom through love and hope. Lives are being reached, not only in Peru, but we've received now girls from Colombia and from other countries around us because there's no other home like this in South America. We're setting a new path. We're doing something brand new. But God is doing miracles in the Grace House. And it, here's the thing about this. Um, it's not like it's a massive undertaking of like girls, girls go in and go out. It's not like a quick thing. It's girls are in there maybe eight months to a year. And it's, a, it's a, almost like a slow burn. But all those girls that you saw on video, they're now in, in different aspects of leadership in the church. And uh, five years on, um, so many girls have come in. And just the, the main thing they say is, I didn't know something like this existed for me. The fact that you and I, in, in different ways, can bring dignity to people by simply taking them by the hand and walking through, through things with them. I think you and I can, can do something about the pain in this world, amen? There is pain. But following Jesus' example, we can do something about it, amen? Now, brings me to point number three, and uh, I'll do, it's, it's two quick points. Point number three is the fact that this guy is, is, is <laughs> he's healed in two parts, is remarkable. So if, you, if you're writing this down, write this. Jesus is okay with your process. You see, what's funny about the story is that the guy is healed in two parts. There is pain. We can do something about it, but it might take longer than we wanted to take. Now, if, if, again, if I was, if I was Jesus and I, and, and, and if I was, uh, say I was religious, bizarro Jesus, right? And, and I, I pray for this guy and he can't, he's not healed all the way. I, I, I'm like, personally, I'd be like, okay, so, so what's, what's, what's going on in your life that is impeding me to heal you completely? What, what, what in your life is not allowing me to heal you completely, Right? I'm God Almighty. I healed people from long distance. Why can't I heal you one-on-one? -on -one? And, and sometimes we, we, we'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me because apparently Jesus heals them quickly. But I'm, I'm suffering with this addiction for like five years and I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. How come, how come parts of my life have been restored, but not every part of my life? How come I'm faithful to Jesus, to Celebration Church for two years, and my husband still hasn't come to church once? How come? How come? And we're, we're in this process, and sometimes we go, okay, God, it's all right, it's all right. The miracle, the true miracle, the, the final miracle is for them. It's not for me. And sometimes we, we, we feel, start feeling guilty in our process. Obviously, we're not perfect. Obviously, we have issues. Obviously, we make mistakes. And the devil comes in, and if he can't destroy us, he'll lie to us. And he'll say, hey, you know why? You know why you're not healed completely? It's because you got issues. It's because, it's because you watched that thing on TV that night. And it's because you, you, you had that substance the other day. And it's because you looked at that, that girl or, or whatever it is. He comes in and says, hey, you don't qualify for a full, full healing. 
And what I'm here to tell you is one of the most fascinating things about the story is that Jesus is okay with your process. I don't see him saying, dude, what's up with you? I don't see him asking questions. Oh, that's curious. He goes, he's, he's kind of like the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Well, he's not, the, he's not like the Sprint guy, right? He changed, but anyways. Can I heal you now? 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 Incessant. He's not bothered by the process. He just goes, okay, the, oh, no. You want to do it again? Let's do it again. Why not? Sometimes you and I can just completely disqualify ourselves in the process because we go, you know what? Oh, well. Which brings me to point number three. Oh, four, sorry. And final point. Maybe the piano guy can come and make me sound more spiritual today. If you find yourself in the process, stay in the process. Point number four, if you find yourself in the process, stay in the process. You want to know something about that? <laughs> What's funny is <clears throat> you'll never be out of the process. <laughs> All right? You'll never be out of the process. There's always a process happening. There's always something happening. This is called the constant perfectioning of the saints. The continual work of Christ in our lives. And it was fascinating is that I love, I love, I love the blind man's reaction to the whole situation. Let me explain, okay? He's probably home. He's, he might be, doesn't give us, give us age. He's, I would say he's, he's definitely over 18, between 18 and 25. He's not a boy anymore. But how many times had, had he been taken to a priest, a rabbi, to be, to be prayed for? Right? Probably a bazillion times. Back then, it was believed by most people, even the religious people, that if you had a sickness, you were deserving of that sickness. We have a whole discussion with a blind man and, and the blind man's parents, right? What did he deserve to do? What did he do to deserve to be blind? Remember that? And Jesus said, he didn't deserve any of it. He didn't do anything. It's just God will be glorified through this process. So we have this blind man. He probably gave up on a long time ago on, on, on the, the, just the, the horrible experience of having to be told there's something in your life that's wrong. That's why you're blind. So he's bed, bathroom, kitchen. Bed, bathroom, kitchen for years, right? Bed, bathroom, kitchen. All of a sudden, some friends come in, interrupt his bed, bathroom, kitchen, and go, hey, there's new rabbis in town. He goes, no, 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 no. I've, I've tried this whole religion thing. I tried this Jesus dude. And no, 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 no. How many of They go, no, no, no. This, is, this time is different. And he allows himself to be taken out of his comfort zone. He, and I ask myself a question. Because when you're in your comfort zone, you're not, you're not going to kick any rocks. How, how many rocks did he kick along the way? He's blind. He can't see anything. They're in a hurry. How painful was that journey from his comfort zone to go meet Jesus halfway? How, how, how uncomfortable was that? But he's, he allowed him to take me anyways. I would have quit. I hate kicking things. It's the worst. Well, can you imagine his thought process along the way? Oh, man. Is this going to be again one of those super just embarrassing moments where this rabbi tells me that I got something wrong in my life? Is it going to happen again? Oh, no. I don't... Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he shows up and this rabbi is different. He's not in a hurry like other rabbis. He's not showboating. In fact, he takes him by the hand. I bet no rabbi in his life had taken him by the hand. Because he was technically unclean or dirty. But this guy takes him by the hand and goes, whoa. Whoa. Maybe this is different. 
the voice says, okay, come with me. Let's take a walk. Maybe this is different. Let's get away from the crowd. Wow, he doesn't want to shame me in public. That's amazing. What? Maybe this guy is the real deal. Maybe this is, ha, this is legit. He takes him to the side, and then all of a sudden, hello? Sometimes we start the journey with Christ, and then we get spit on I, I don't care. I don't care who spits on me. I'm punching you in the face. Even if I can't see you, I'm going down swinging, right? The dude stays in the process. I'm shocked by it because he said the spitting has nothing to do with him putting hands on him. It's two separate acts, right? So it was just weird. I don't even know why he spit on him. But he, he spit on him. Then... He allowed himself to stay in Jesus' presence so that Jesus could touch him. And then finally he goes, open your eyes. and Can you see anything? And that moment must have been incredible. Oh, oh, I see, I see light. I see shade. I see colors. I can see figures. It's amazing, but why, why, are, why are they so blurry? Do you see blurry, Jesus? Is this, is this the way? And sometimes we're, 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 we're in the process, we're, we're walking with Jesus, and he, we feel touched by Jesus, but we feel, we feel like it's been a half-baked healing. And we're like, oh man, is this how all the Christians in celebration see life? Is this how every, every Christian, no, oh man, no, it's because I got issues in my life, and uh, this pain, I deserve, I deserve this pain maybe, and... Oh man, the cards dealt to me are, uh, oh well. What, what is astounding about this blind man in the process is that he decides to stay in the process. That's amazing. Probably me, I would have gotten offended. I would have said, Jesus, you are, you are a sham. You say you heal people, but I'm not healed. I'm, I'm, I'm almost even worse off. It's so distracting seeing shade and light. And, you know, I'm out of here. See you. Bye-bye. Vaya con Dios. I'm gone. That would have been me. Now, if it would have been this guy, if he would have left, I, I wonder if, if Jesus would have chased him down. I mean, how far could he have gotten, right? I mean, anyways. Brums. Um, I, th- I think Jesus would chase him down. Maybe, maybe Jesus would have walked him. Okay, I'll, I'll walk you back to your friends. Um, maybe the guy would have just thrown the, thrown in the towel and go, I, I give up. But I do believe that Jesus would have finished the process eventually. I do believe that the work that God has started in us, it will be completed. It's a promise in the scriptures. Amen. So, so. If the guy would have left the process halfway, what would have happened? What would have been the worst case scenario? He would have been healed eventually. I think what would have happened is he would have delayed the process. The process would have been fulfilled. It just would have been delayed. If you and I get out of the process, all we'll do is delay the process. So if you find yourself in the process, stay in the process and what he allowed by staying in the process he allowed by staying in Jesus presence he allowed Jesus to simply reach his hand out again and touch him there is pain I hate pain I hate suffering it's it's real guys I don't have to tell you twice but we can do something about it we can take something by the hand walk them through it. Now, so often we look at our process and we disqualify ourselves from helping others in their process. Let me just tell you, you're not disqualified. If you're in the process, you're qualified. Even more so to help someone through. Let me explain. Remember how I told you this should be called the book of Peter? If you look at scripture... If there's anybody in the process, it's Peter, right? Loud mouthed, 
He'd say the wrong things at the right times all the time. He'd always put his foot in his mouth. He's always like cutting people's ears and walking out off of boats, having to be rescued and saved. And, oh, Peter, you again? Denied Jesus three times, went back to his old life. Jesus had to come look for him. And Jesus did look for him. Never complained about looking for him. Jesus is okay with your process. He's not worried about your process. Hello? Guess who was the first one? Guess who was the first one to be used after Jesus ascended to heaven? Peter! What would have happened if he had left the process? He would have delayed it, but because he stayed in the process, Jesus was able to use him. And the first time he was used, full of the Spirit, 3,000 people came to know Christ. You're closer to what God wants you to do than you think. This we're blinded by our process so often. If I can just encourage you, wherever you, whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, um, welcome to the club. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a professional Christian, right? I'm a, I'm a pastor, I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm a preacher, whatever. I'm a professional Christian. I'm supposed to have all my stuff in order. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm in the process. And um, anybody who tells you they got all their stuff in order, they're, they're lying. First off, let me tell you that. Um, and that, and that's their issue. So that's, that's their process, right? Um, What I love is that Jesus is okay with what you're going through. He's not bothered by it. He's not frustrated by it. He's not upset by it. And he's like, okay, dude, let's go at it again. Let's go at it again. Can you see me now? Can you see me now? And um, if we just allow ourselves to stay, um, that'd be amazing, amen. Can I pray for you? Father, here we are. I just want to thank you because um, you're magnificent. We know that you have a plan and a purpose for us. It's not for pain. It's for good. It's not for evil. It's not for bad things. It's for good things. It's for a hope and a good future. You've come to give us life and life more abundantly. But Lord, we have an enemy and uh, it hurts sometimes. But I want to thank you that you've given us free will so that we can love you freely, not by obligation. Thank you, God. We consider that a gift today. So with the love that we've received, Lord, let, let us love others equally. Now, God, so often because we're so distracted with our process, we don't love others because we're just full on to our thing. And, but just knowing that Jesus, you're okay with our process. Freeze us up to stop worrying about our process. And we can just start helping others along the way. And God, don't allow us to run off on offenses and bitterness. And Lord, today we say we'll stay in the process. We're committed to what you have to do in our lives. We're here, Lord. Jesus' name. I don't know. I don't know how many here have um, had an encounter with Jesus. Maybe most of you. But this might be someone here that really hasn't had an encounter with Jesus. Maybe you had an encounter with religion, but religion and Jesus are two different things. Religion is norms and forms and do it this way, do it that way. Relationship is taking you by the hand, Jesus Himself walking together. And I want to invite you today, if, if, if you've never made Jesus uh, your Savior, if you've never accepted Him, if you've never started to believe in Him, uh, today's a chance I want to give you. And I want everybody, just heads bowed and eyes closed, just for privacy. Um, there's nothing magical about that, but if you today, after hearing this message, go, you know what, I want to give that, this Jesus a chance. 
the Jesus described in, in this story is different than the one I've, I've heard of before. And you know what? I, I think I, I, I want this Jesus, someone that, who's okay with my process, who loves me enough to stay with me and walk with me. And I, I need this in my life. And if there's anyone here that wants to take a step into that direction of believing in Jesus and allowing him to forgive you from your sins and walk you into a new life, if this is you, right there where you're at, I don't want to make a show about you, but I, I would like to see your hand and go, hey, Taylor, I want to accept Jesus today. Is there someone? There's one hand here. Is anybody else? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. Eleven. Anybody else to my right side? 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Thank you. So many more I can't even see. Thank you. Can everybody give him a big hand, please? This is the best decision ever. If you could, could pray with me, just, just if you don't know how to pray, just, just say the words that I'm saying. And basically, it's just a, a verbal confirmation of that which has already happened in your heart. And uh, it is awesome. Repeat with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and for making me a new person. Thank you for taking away my shame. Thank you for taking away my guilt. Thank you for being okay with my process. But Lord, today I give you my life. I'll walk with you the rest of my days. I believe that you are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for making me a new person. Thank you that the old is gone. And here we're walking into the new. Lord, thank you for saving my life. In Jesus' name. And we say amen and amen. Give everybody a big hand. What's happening? Thank you, church. is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.